I'm Aaron Terry. We're here at Evergold Gallery in the fabulous Tenderloin District of San Francisco. Um, this is my second solo show here. Has to do predominantly with use of an alter ego character that is definitely comes from my background. Um, the Urban Yeti character was probably born um, at some point in my upbringing growing up in upstate New York uh, in the Adirondacks. Uh, we, my family lived off the grid, my folks built our house, we didn't have any running water or electricity, and I spent my, I spent my childhood pretty much climbing trees, pretending I was an, a wild animal with my friends out in the woods. That was all there was to do. There were no toys. I grew up with pacifist parents, so there was no G.I. Joe. I had C-3PO, and that was about the only semi-violent related toy that I had growing up. So it was up to me to, to be the characters that I wanted to be or to play out what I wish I would watch if I had a television. The Urban Yeti character first appeared to me in 1995, Halloween, San Francisco, in the Castro, out front of the Orbit Room. It was my first night here in San Francisco and the first thing I saw coming out uh, onto Market Street was a reenactment of the JFK assassination and it, it blew my mind and it immediately took me back to my love for Halloween, my mom's costumes that she used to make for me for Halloween and just me taking on these other characters and enjoying being something else out there, wherever it was, in the woods, in the backyard, on the playground, wherever. I began um, sewing these costumes um, and I started sort of um, implanting them in life uh, in and around Bernal Heights where I lived. Seemed like an ideal place to think about the possibility of there being these um, very back to nature, woodsy characters running through the city. The Urban Yeti to me is the raccoon you see at night in the city, riding down Harrison Street at 1 a.m. on your bicycle, and three raccoons run out in front of you, and you're, you just are not sure if you really saw it or not, and it's both fear and a strange pleasure at the same time to think that there is something that just isn't playing by the rules of the grid of the city. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the work here has to do with a variety of characters that I made, because I figured there isn't going to be just one, there's got to be a a winter coat, a more urban coat, which is the denim yeti that you'll see perhaps in this footage, uh, uh, a summer coat, brown furred yeti. Um, some of them sometimes seem scary and some of them are totally like, you could never be scared of this thing. It's totally a friendly comedic monster. Um, and I think that's all how you spin it though. That's part of this too, is that like, you can spin, I could certainly, I'm sure I could spin some of these to be more evil or more foreboding, or they could be these like beautiful, wondrous little tales. You know, like this is a total, you know, like what, what's going, there's like, what is it like, am I friends with raccoons coming into the city during the day to like check out San Francisco and get my North Beach strip club on? Or, or is it like the solitary Yeti that lives out in the woods that, you know, he's the last one and, or whatever. As we as a society move on, we don't have newer, we don't have newer stories or myths. To me, the love for the, having this character that can be passed on has to do with being able to share a story and let it move on. Because something that I've 
some part of me that's in the Urban Yeti is going to get passed on to someone else from a story, whether that's where I was on location filming something with the Urban Yeti or whether it was just that somebody saw the furry character sticking out of the back of my pickup truck and, and they didn't have any idea what it was that I'm doing if I'm a hunter or something. So um, it also, uh, it's also, I find, just even the talking about the Urban Yeti brings people, friends, together in the social networking that we now have available to us. There's constantly things that people send me, like there's yetis fighting grizzly bears in Russia now, and that's actually made headlines in some newspaper somewhere in the world. And then that, that someone actually sent that to me and brought that back to me. Some of what I've enjoyed most about sharing the Urban Yeti, or letting go of the Urban Yeti and passing it on to other people is seeing where they go with it in ways that surprise me. I have someone that sewed a kimono, very traditional kimono, made with matching brown fur that matched the Yeti, which completely, you know, I, I, I maybe don't even know how to react to that or what that means, if that's something that actually, the beauty of that is, to me, in my mind, that connects back to the actual original Yeti coming out of Asia, and perhaps this is actually some historical reference, so we've actually gone back in time. Um, another person, took a series of portraits of the Yeti in a Lincoln top hat and had them produced on ceramic plates. So it's almost like maybe the Yeti became, either the Yeti is some weird character from the past that's been commemorated by the mint, in the, the US mint in Philadelphia, or if it's uh, something out of the future of wh who we're going to elevate to being political figures or figures of stature. So it, it plays with so social, placement of a character that is that's that's not real but now it is real so it's taking on these other um, personas that I would have never come up with myself <laughs>